Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 124. Today we are back with our final episode with Harrison Fluman and his Bigfoot 200 adventure. So if it's your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Trail Manners Podcast. We are back with Harrison Fluman, and as many of you know, we've we tracked him throughout the summer. Maybe, yeah, I guess the summer, but it's been a while since uh, you finished the Bigfoot 200, so we're finally wrapping that up, so some stuff won't be as fresh. Um, but we're here at the Fluman household. This is Eric Manning, and we have Joel Hatch with us. Yep. This is Joel's first sit-in with Harrison on the Bigfoot Quest. Yes. Right. So this is uh, that's how important this one is. Mm-hmm. We got right. the whole team on board. Got me out of retirement. Yeah, Joel's out of retirement on the <laughs> yep. Bigfoot. He was he didn't want to come to the 200s because he knew he'd sign up at the last minute and oh, run it yeah. with you. No. <laughs> Said I have an extra thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do with this money. So much money. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, we uh, we had you on episode one thirteen, one eighteen, and one twenty. So, but they were spaced out because we kind of went silent this summer a little bit. Sabbatical. So, sabbatical. We had to, to do some things. We had to heal. Uh, yeah, episode 124, so uh, just to quickly recap, we talked to you um, about the Bigfoot 200, that's kind of the focus of it. For those that aren't aware, 206 miles, 0.5, excuse me, 206.5, I'm not cheating mm-hmm. anybody, uh, the race was held on August 10th through the 14th, 105-hour cutoff, takes place closest cities, Cougar, Washington, and Randall, Washington, 150 people enter, entry fees minimal, um, <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> we'll, open we'll, we'll right. leave that there. How there about that? Um, yeah, some of it, we'll get into, we won't talk about the course. We'll have you do that. But for to get into the show, the course record on the course is still um, 55.49. And I believe that was the winning time in 2017. The women's fastest known time is 72.22. But this year was 2008. And the... Wait. Right? This year, right? 2018. 2018. That's what I say. 2008. Back 10 years. Yeah. 2018? What were we doing in 2000? I don't know what I was doing in 2008. Did I say 2008 or 2018? You said 2008. But we can move on. That's like two shows in a row. I've botched number systems. (laughs) That's okay. So, yeah, in 2007, okay, 7, 2017... Oh my God. I did that one on purpose, fellas. <laughs> okay. 2017, there were 78 finishers. This year, 111 finishers. DNFs, 2017, 31. This year, 39. Winning time was 55.49, which was the course record in 2017. This year, 59.54. 
almost got broken but did not. Right. Just by a few hours. And uh, it, it's such a consistent race because in 2017, the last place for person finished in 104. That's 104 hours right. and 39 yes. minutes. This year was 104 Line hours and 38 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So that's insane. It's a long time. And you, my friend, finished 32nd in yes. 81, 12. 81 hours. That's 81 hours. Correct. And 12 minutes. Right. So 81 hours you were on the course. Yes. Okay. So the winning time at the Bear 100 last week was like 20 hours-ish. Right. But you ran for 81 hours. He ran for 64 hours. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call it running, but yeah. yeah. We can say that. Well, let's, let's just jump right into it. What uh, what was it all about? Let's, let's get right after it. Get right after it. Um, Do you remember what happened? A little bit, okay. yeah. So I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but yeah, 81 hours, uh, like we talked about um, the first couple times. In theory, the goal was around 72. Um, that obviously didn't happen. Just nine hours. That's yeah. not much. Yeah. It's a little over it's a work day. Two naps. Right. It's two naps. Right. Um, no, it was, a, it was a, overall, it was a great experience. I mean, I, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, that was pretty ev- evident in the, in the many times you talked to me that I didn't quite have a plan or know what, what to expect, but it was a great experience. Um, I was out there for three nights and four days. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we can get to all the details, but it was overall um, incredible race, incredible organization. I can't say anything negative really about the whole experience. So, so, so let me ask you that. So what was like the differences between like the check-in situation, right? So I saw the group photo before the race. You were front center smiling. Well, I liked that. I'm five foot six. Yeah. You, you weren't hiding you in the back. You kneel a lot. But you know what? You're that tall. <laughs> yeah. You get to sit with the ball. But knowing, <laughs> but, but knowing you, right, I thought you would try and hide. Yeah. I, was kind of, I didn't know where to take a picture. But you were like so, right in the middle. Yeah. You were smiling. I liked it. Holding Bigfoot's hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the check-in part, so that was the start, the race start. Um, check-in part was, was fairly low-key, I guess you could say. I mean, the only thing really different is um, I've never been to a race that, you know, takes your photo and whatnot. Okay. So, photo with your bib. And then I didn't realize they were taking photos for to do, like, a before and after. So, they wanted to oh, see yeah. you, that, like, when you looked fine and then when you looked... Did you have dead. yours? After? Yeah. I never yeah, saw those. I didn't either. We can pull them up online. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd like to see that. Yeah, for some reason. Those are cool. I like those. Yeah, it was, it was for a cool like concept. hundred milers plus. That's and cool. And um, I'm trying to think what else we did. Uh, they did a medical check. Never had one of those before. I wouldn't say it was very, you know. What, the weight? Uh, yeah. Blood like, pressure? Kind of like, uh, are, you, are you alive? Do you know that you could die type of thing? Yeah. It wasn't, you know, in depth, but I... I'm sure maybe for they weren't checking for hernias or anything like that. <laughs> they gave you full physical. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a prostate exam too, which was weird. I thought, but that was just um, the line you were in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, but why I, is this line so short? I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I got in the wrong line twice. Um, right. <laughs> they had me come back the next day that morning. Um, now it wasn't that different as far as the check-in goes. I mean. Uh, crowd is different. Like it's a different crowd, different vibe. I don't really know how to explain it. I was going to say explain. How, I, I mean, didn't. I, I didn't you know how there's a difference between a marathon crowd yeah. and a hundred mile crowd? Is it that much difference? I think so. I mean, there's. It's hard to explain. You can tell. Maybe because it's not like mainstream for a lot of. I don't know. You know, call it elite or you know right. type of runners. I mean, you've got a lot of more. I think. It, I think. Even it's only been around for a few years, you've got more of a cult following. Yeah, right. A lot of people 
do them, do all of them, and right. support it. So different vibe. So I mean, you could you could tell people are you know proud of that they've done them before as they should know. be. Um, just a different different vibe. I can't say it was good or bad, you know, uh, at the start, but during the race, I mean, it, it, it's awesome. It's, it's super cool because you're I mean, out in the middle of nowhere by yourself for such a long time. Incredibly long time, but you see, and it's amazing to me how how uh, it's 81 hours and how I was around basically the same people the whole time. Right, like bouncing back and forth. You don't know where they're at. You don't know if they slept. I mean, mm-hmm. you took a nap, and then you catch up to them, and it's the same people, and it's the same pacers. So you kind of you have so much time to kind of semi-get to know people. It's, it's right. kind of fun. So, um, But, yeah, race checking was, you know, a normal kind of race briefing and all that stuff. So, How was your um, mood, maybe anxiety level going into it compared to an, uh, any other race you've gone into? Was it different for you? Was it just like, oh, it's another race, or it's like, okay, well, now it's real? Um. It was kind of the same. Um, I don't think I was, in, you know, nervous or anything. I, um, I would say probably the same. I mean, there wasn't a. I had the, the fortunate, good fortune to have you know crew and and pacers. So it wasn't. That kind of gives you a sense of security, whether it's a false sense of security or not. It's it was There's someone there. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, I could see if it's. It's different if if it was just you out there, which you can do. They make it. I mean, they make it so that you can do it solo if you want right. to. I mean, they they and they state that outright. If you were to do it solo and drop out in the middle of the race, are they going to ferry you back to your car? How how are you going to get back to your car? They've got, I mean, they're, and we can go on the aid stations. Their aid station is phenomenal. Right. Um, but to, to that point, I don't know exactly how they, you know, coordinated all the um, the drops and things like that, but mm-hmm. the communication was great. The spot trackers were, you know, on point, obviously. Yeah. And, um, they had tons of people at those aid stations. Right. So I don't think it was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. If you did drop, though, just because of that course, and, and Brian could probably tell you it better because she crewed it for most of it, um, you're driving, like, oh, hours, hours and hours and hours. Right. I mean, so it, it was tough to crew. So if you did drop, it would take a while to get you out of there. Gotcha. So... When you started the race, did you have a game plan? We talked about that going into it. Um, yeah. You know, whether it was, do you did you segment it up, like, first 50 miles, first aid station? I mean, did like you have... sleep spot. Yeah, sleep yeah. spot, how fast I want to get where. Did you have that set up before the race started? A little bit. Um, so, as far as the first little bit went, um, I wanted to make sure... Th- I wanted to err on the side of going slower than fast. So, once we got there, and it kind of the gravity of, like, Oh, hey, there's three people that flew out here to support me. Right. <laughs> that kind of hits you, and, you're, and, I, and I didn't really think of it beforehand. And I, I, I kind of went, once that kind of sunk in, I thought, you know, the worst thing I can do is to go out too fast or do something right. stupid to where I'm wasting everyone's time and money. Right. So that kind of shifted my mind a little bit to where, yeah, I, I spent a lot of money to do it, but there's three other people that are, right. that are helping me. So my mindset was to go, I, I thought, the slower the better, mm-hmm. and and just see how. I didn't think you know the first night or whatever was going to be a huge deal as far as the pace. So if I went slow, it it didn't really matter. So did so. you go all the way through that first twenty four hours? So I think um, I think the last when I actually slept. So I believe I slept. It was surprising to me. I slept before the hundred mile mark. So I I slept for the first time I think around mile ninety. Yeah. Um, and that was, it was in the morning, and I think 
after that after that you know night and going you know, getting maybe 40 minutes of sleep i think i finished the first 100 and maybe close to 36 hours okay so and the first night was absolutely terrible for me and that's it's funny cuz that's kind of what happens can happen with hundreds for me so it wasn't that surprising but the first night out of the three was is easily the worst okay for me just stomach related stuff oh okay so it was hot during the day yeah um and it just kind of so happens that the first part of that course, like the first 40-some miles, is pretty exposed and kind of hot. So it, I got a little wrecked as far as the heat, heat goes. Did you, did you have a problem not going too fast? I mean, like kind of keeping that pace down, going slow. Was that, was that difficult for you? Because I know you're used to yeah. kind of going faster, but, I mean, the little, adrenaline going. A little bit. Um, but, I mean, the heat of it and, and kind of – just knowing I needed to go slow, I didn't have really. I wasn't that tempted to go fast, to be honest, because um, I I was just a little bit scared to do something stupid and screw it up on night one. Yeah, that could be a bad deal. When did you pick up your first pacer? Because you had how many pacers? You had two, three pacers. Three pacers. So you had um, Jeremy, yes, Slinsky, Debbie yep. Farka, and your wife Brian. Yes. Um, so I picked up Jeremy. I want to say you could pace for 150 or so. So we're on mile 45, maybe, okay. 50-ish. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he took me through the first night. Um, so I basically picked him up as kind of the night was gone. Right. I think maybe around 9 o'clock or so is when I picked him up that first and night. And how long did he go with you on the f- first so set, or did it just one he, one push? He went from, I think he went for about 100 miles. <laughs> yeah. So 60-mile pace. Yeah. 55-mile <laughs> pace. Yeah. So he, pretty he, he did two nights. No, he did. Yeah, he did two nights with me. God, it's, it, it blunts together. Yeah. Because Debbie had me for the other night, and yeah. yeah. Wow, 100-mile pacer. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. So he chucked that one up as Oh, my gosh. I can't, yeah. Can you imagine that 12-hour interval between pacing? You'd be so tired and sore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got the weight, and then you get a pace, and then yeah. you get a weight again. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so he did basically, yeah. So did he stay, after he paced you, did he stay for the finish, too? Yeah, yeah, wow, they, they awesome. he kind of hopped in, and then we switched out with Debbie. Debbie did uh, Dallas. Uh, you're you're pointing right. At, you're pointing right at me. <laughs> you said that the other the other time. I want to say Debbie did uh, Dallas as well as like forty miles. Wow! So she wow. did. So she picked up like what mile one fifty ish. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Took you forty, and then maybe thirty five forty. Then Brian did about your normal kind of normal pacing duties. Right. She would normally <laughs> normal do it hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The standard. Yeah, the yeah. normal stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the first night you said was the hardest. Is that right? It was. Why was it? Stomach. Stomach. Um, and the first night uh, we had a we had a lot of um, fog, um, and the trail itself was pretty kind of exposed and and fairly technical. So I was feeling bad, and it would have been a little kind of dangerous to push it through that sort of trail. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was easily the worst part of it. Um, but at getting through that first night, um, it's weird how your body kind of adapts. And I know I'd, I'd heard about that, I think, from Ben Light, um, just talking to him prior to the race, that your body kind of just figures out what to do. And from that point on, from that morning on, I ate great um, and was, was pretty other than maybe one low spot with Debbie, it worked out really well. So when you say you ate great, what was, did you just 
actual food. Actual food. Yeah. Didn't mess like with gels and, and stuff. You no, just burgers. like this full food. Yeah, I mean like burgers, like real food, quesadillas. Yeah. I mean their their race stations were insane. Yeah. I mean just, and you kind of have to be. There's multiple times where. 20-ish, about 20 miles in between. I mean, that's right. seems... And, and you're going that slow, it's like forever. Yeah. yeah it's, not, so, it's not four hours in between. It's no, like, it's like it's six to nine. Yeah. So, if you, I mean, you, I sat down, I ate. I mean, I I took a ton of time at aid stations. Right. Just to, just to eat and get off my feet. That's weird because I think about, like, running 50s and 100s or even pacing this last 100 is, okay, I got five miles next to aid station. I can make that five miles. That's kind of how I yeah. break it up. Now it's like... All right, next one's 20. It's like, yeah. I wouldn't want to leave. I'd be like, yeah, I better grab one more burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? They, they <laughs> had like all kinds of drive stuff. In, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh. Wow. I'll that's get some tots with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put them yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get one of those necklaces that hold the pizza slice in the front. Exactly. That I've seen on Amazon. So, how was that hard? <laughs> like, 20 miles. Was that, like, yes. mentally hard to get out of an aid station it's knowing so, it's like, I'm not going to see somebody? you got to carry a lot more stuff, too. you got to carry a ton. Um and going back to that first 40 miles, I, I drained my pack, like, over and over and over again. I had to use, actually, I had to use my SteriPen a couple times because it was so, other than that little bit, th- there's tons of water in the course, but, I mean, I was drinking from all kinds of stuff. Some sketchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, without your SteriPen, you're like, yeah, this is going to be. This would be brutal. Two weeks later. Disaster pants. Be, yeah, absolutely. Full on. Um, but, yeah, you're carrying a ton, and it's, especially as the race goes on, like, 19, 20 miles in between, that's. That's it's a long time. Yeah. yeah, it is. I've done one race where it was 25 miles between aid stations, and I literally and it was during the day, so it wasn't like at night. Yeah, but this is the worst experience I've ever had on a race. I thought I was going to die. I shot a little video of my death. Right. Someone found my camera. I'm like, this is it. Your kids. This is the yeah. Show this. <laughs> no. And that's normal when I for, for this race. How many? Right. So yeah, I, th- I think there's maybe three or four, you know, in between, you know, in between aid stations where we're almost 20 miles. Because on this one there were 14 full aid stations and then there were six sleep stations. So what's the yeah. difference between those two? Um, so the sleep stations just had like designated tents or kind of canopy areas where they had, um, you know, they had sleeping bags. They had you know, separate quiet area where people could sleep. Okay. Um, and I, I think I utilized one of those, um, maybe two, but yeah, they're just kind of designated to be, have the supplies to be able to let people sleep. So when you pulled into those, was there ever a time when they were full? No. No? There's always nope. room in the triage yeah. area? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're so spread out. I think maybe, maybe towards, I don't know. I don't know if they had issues with, you know, different segments of yeah. the pack, but you're pretty spread out. Okay. What about, did you ever sleep? On the not train? in a yes. sleep station? You a couple did? times, maybe three times. Um, um, it was kind of, I want to say, God, must have been night two. Yeah, because we actually did pretty good night two. Um, was the first time. So we were climbing out of an aid station, and I, I should have slept. And we had a pretty significant um, climb. We're actually feeling, feeling pretty good. And it's one of those, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like a, I don't know if it's a sleep deprivation thing where you're, you're not, it's not a calorie thing. It's not a sugar thing. It's like you're, you're weaving side to side and you can't really, you just can't do anything. You're weaving and it's kind of dangerous. So that's the first time I slept. It was like 15 minutes at my phone alarm and you wake up and you'd be surprised how 
awesome you feel. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. God, see, in my mind, I'm it's, thinking I would be, no. it'd be harder to go again. I'd we be like, oh. Phil Lowry said that, right? It was awesome. He said just that quick nap revitalized him instantly. So we're, and we've it talked does. to other guests where they've scheduled sleep. Did you just do it when you were tired? Yeah. Okay. So it was I like, did. okay. And it wasn't, um, I mean, the weather was good. Um, it wasn't anything prohibitive of just taking the space blanket out and taking a nap. And so. is your pacer with you? Do they just kind of hang out? And yeah. I mean, the first time I slept, um, and Jeremy hadn't, actually the second time during that night, we stopped again because he was tired. So I figured I'd sleep too. And <laughs> we slept because he needed to sleep and it was fine. So, so it was about, about dawn of night of day after the second night is when you and he finally slept, slept. Yeah, we, we, yeah. <laughs> We yeah, did. Then I was on a bed of pine pine needles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Made a nice little cushy It's weird, area. though, because, yeah. like, you know, as, as you're getting ready to, like, saying it was as we were getting up, it's like people just run by you. They don't, I mean, it's weird. It's, it's like this surreal thing. It's like, kind of normal at that point. Yeah. Right? They just kind of. Some runner off to the sale. Just walking by you, and, and you wake up, and you go again. No, normal circumstances, you'd be over there poking them. Yeah, seeing if they're okay. okay. Yeah. So did you guys, like. Nickname? Yeah, like Big Spoon, Little Spoon, or did you guys go that wait, far with nicknames? So in this 200-mile culture that you're, like, totally into now, do you guys have nicknames? Trail names? Yeah. yeah. Trail names? It's like we're through hikers kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like CB radio we'll names, through hikers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I have one yet, but uh, since this will be a repeatable thing, I'll, I'm sure I'll get one eventually. Right. Yeah. We'll get to that. That's a good one. So, so you're saying night one was the toughest. To me, it seems yes. like the the following nights because you do a hundred oh, miler. Man. Well, people like myself, we get a solid night, yeah. right? And because it's you know thirty plus hours, but it's it's difficult. Like there's a time in the morning, like two to five for mm-hmm. me. That's always tough. Yeah. But you're saying the second night wasn't as bad. No, it was, it was way better. It was and actually, you did the third night too, right? Yeah. Okay. So those third night nights, was kind of. Uh, Pretty decent, but not as good as night two. Hmm. Wow. So that's this is why I'm intrigued by these 200s because everything I hear, it's opposite of what I think. Right? Yeah, it doesn't get worse. It, you don't like degrade to the point where you can't do it. Your body actually adop- adapts a little bit. I mean, I wasn't flying. I wasn't like you know going super fast or anything. But your body kind of adapts. Figures to it. it out. Yeah. Hmm. So a lot of pictures you see, people have problems like shin splints. So they're ice and shins, all doing right. that kind of stuff. Did you ever have, besides like normal wear and tear, did you ever have stuff that maybe you weren't used to? only thing I would, and I kind of um, compare it to maybe my first hundred, my feet, I, I did not expect my feet to hurt that much. Oh, okay. I just hammered. And it wasn't because I was, it wasn't necessarily incredibly blistered, although I, mean, I had some blisters, nothing you know crazy, but... That amount of time, I just didn't realize how ridiculously painful my feet would feel. Well, you think 80 hours, that's 10 work shifts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, you know, I probably could have had shoes that were a little bigger to let my feet swell, um, oh, which is yeah. kind of a right. something I thought of like in my first hundred or two that, that I, I did have. Um, but my feet did not hurt that. I've never hurt that bad. Yeah. During when did they start like really getting to you? Probably during the second day into the third night so 140 50 mile yeah, plus pro- yeah probably about that did you blister much your feet a decent amount in, in spots that i don't normally blister but um nothing to where it was i would say the actual pain in my feet 
hurt way worse than any like blisters. So the hurt. pain in your feet kind of masked the blisters. The blisters. Yeah. Like yeah, those yeah. are like yeah, not as big yeah, a deal. Other than that, other than my feet, it wasn't in totally different than what you'd expect in a hundred, at least for me. <laughs> so oh, actually yeah, the only other thing was because I used poles the whole time. Oh, so yeah. there was <laughs> it was probably like a twenty four hour period where I really didn't use my left arm, <laughs> with my pole was kind of just there, holding. Just chicken winging it. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really, like, plant the pole at all. It was just kind of a... Swinging. Yeah, yeah. So my pole holders were a little sore. <laughs> Your pole. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, uh, you know, we talked about this, and you weren't sure, and I guess it's, it's with anything. I mean, you, you train for a 50-mile, train for a 100-mile. People say, oh, it's time on your feet. Yeah. Train with what you're going to race with. But when you're talking 81 hours, I mean, it's... And without doing... That far of a race, I don't know how you would prepare for it, right? Yeah, and I, I think it's, um, and when I do another one of these, um, I don't know if you can prepare for it, like you're saying. It's it's just so much time, and I I wouldn't have been able to put in the time for it. And I think, I think you just maybe wreck yourself so much that I don't know how you put it. I don't know how you put in the time without just doing a few to get your body used to it, just like you would a hundred. Yeah. You know, your first hundred or two, you eventually just get better at it because your body adapts. knows what's going on right. at that point a little yeah. bit. I think it's a, kind of the same thing with the two hundred. So you're thinking that the, the triple crown is actually a Shoot. good thing for those no. people? No, oh my god, I don't know how people do that. <laughs> my, well, you get my better body at it. Still doesn't feel normal. Like, <laughs> and it's been what almost two months, right? Yeah, yeah, close to yeah. two months. I wouldn't say nothing really hurts a ton. It's just. You feel off? Is your like metabolism just funky? Yeah, yeah. And you just feel weird. And my run—I mean, I've obviously ran. It's just—I'd like I to feel see some slow. medical studies on this. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how many people just destroy their metabolism. Their adrenal glands just trashed. Well, because oh, a triple crown yeah. was it, how many? How many weeks apart is each race? Like not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, care. Bigfoot was the last one year. Then the next four. year was Bigfoot the first one. Yeah, it yeah, is. Big Tahoe. Tahoe. Okay, Tahoe. and then Tahoe, and so we're yeah. coming up on uh, Tahoe's not Moab. that long after. Yeah. It's maybe a couple weeks. Well, I think it's like... I thought it was four. Maybe a month. I thought it was four months, months apart for each. So four, it's like one, big four, four, weeks, four, four weeks. months, next one, four months, Still, last I, one. Not four months, four, four weeks. For four weeks. Yeah. This is a time warp, huh? Man, you are struggling with time Sorry. resistance. I've, my, I've been... Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into it, but... Yeah. Everybody knows where we're at. We're we're time traveling. I am back and forth. We're you made space. me a drink, and I haven't had anything for so long. It's it's affecting me. Right. I think you did, did something I did to mine. Joel, make sure I get spike. to my car after <laughs> yeah. the show. No, from what I heard, you're laying down in the back of his car. That's right. I forgot about that little, <laughs> little, little body just a test. Side to side test. Um, yeah. So with the 200, how pace wise, second night, third night, was it? Were you just strictly walking? Was there any running? Was there any jogging? Yeah, there was running. Okay. Oh, and actually, I think I did my best running, um, which is kind of unfortunate because then I tore my quad roughly, yeah, a couple hours after, which is all time is irrelevant. Hours is like short amount. Of See, time. And that's why my interview yeah. is conducting. I'm kind of following yeah, yeah, your yeah. thing. So, yeah. um, so after the first, you know, roughly 36 hours of a hundred. I knew that the previous, th- you know, pace that we talked about, like, you know, 72 hour, that's not possible, obviously. Yeah, You're not right. going to double that. It's ridiculous. Um, so I kind of just um, ran or hiked or whatever, whatever I, I felt like. But um, I think I ran my best probably, I want to say, the morning after the third night. So I was with Debbie. Uh, we were going into mile 177. That's when I picked up Brian. So that that stretch maybe mile it was around mile one sixty five one seventy right I probably ran the 
ran really really well. So wow. Um, so there was some still running for sure. Okay. What about would you? I'm sure there's people that do it, but would you? You talk about doing another one. We'll get into that. But is that something you could do in your head without pacers? You could. You absolutely could. I mean, would you ever do it without pacers? Um, I might not do Bigfoot without pacers. Um, Bigfoot is. I mean, the trails are incredibly. It's it, you're. It's remote. Okay. Right. And they're not. I mean, they're not like these trails. They're they're pretty. They're pretty rugged. I mean, they're you know off camber. I mean, right. there's down trees. It's not. It's not easy going. I, I know you, you can do it. I don't know if I would. Um, and as far as the communication goes, I mean, if you've got anybody that other than the spot tracker, yours um, actually there's no service. For quite a while. Yeah, after my sure. 177 was yeah. off, <laughs> I was like, he still hasn't gone yeah. anywhere. Oh, he's, he's been taking seven hours. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one can, you can't communicate with anybody. Yeah. I mean, there's, you're out of cell phone. So to, even to crew it, it's like, unless you have a really good map, like, it's like near impossible. So um, you can do it. I probably wouldn't, but. Do you, I'm sure there is, but did you see anybody that wasn't using Pacer? I mean, I don't know, maybe some of the people that are in the cult slash doing it for years yeah. maybe would try it. I think actually the the woman's course record holder, so Van Fan, I was around her for most of the how long, but it seemed like most of the race. I don't think she had pacers. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think she did it solo. That'd be tough, though. 20 miles between an aid station. Just all by yourself. All by yourself. Taking a nap all by yourself yeah. in the that's middle where, of the woods. That's where I think you would have to make sure you nap at a station. Yeah. Like, if you had to safe. nap at a station. Well, because we talked about it. Somebody mentioned it. It was Ben Light. When we talked to him, there's a lady, like, near a cliff. Yes. She threw her poles right. off because she was kind of getting loopy. She was mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that would be a safety concern, having a pacer potentially. But, yeah, sleeping yeah. in the middle of the woods. That's I mean, I've fun. done it before. But by yourself, and you hear, you know, people are coming by, you hear noises. Right. Yeah. It'd be kind of spooky, especially when you start to get tired and, you know, your senses Mind are off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure, you probably have to use, your, use the sleep stations, like you said. Yeah, it'd be dangerous not to. Um, so the finish in the race, what was that all about? Like you... The last couple ooh, miles. Last couple miles into the finish. It's not a barn. Yeah, well, that was maybe, yeah. You tore <laughs> well, well, your quad. Yeah. So before the finish, you were pretty much to a walk. It was kind of my fault. Um, so going down into like to pick up Brian, like going in down into mile one seventy seven, I think that kind of steered in my mind. It's pretty like, and I'll go. This is another thing that kind of, and we were talking to people at aid stations. This this happens to people. So you you've got, you've got a spot tracker on, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They make you download um, a GPX track on your phone, right. right? So you know exactly where you are, Yeah. right? You, you can have to use that. You, yeah, you pull it up, you know exactly where you are, you know, you know what's going on. Your mind, like, I tell you, like, over the whole three, four days, like, you don't know how far you go. Like, you try to convince yourself, because your mind isn't there, that, like, you, I know I've gone three miles. This, this is off. Like, this map is wrong. So I, I kept doing that, and I get, you know, get frustrated, but... Going into mile 177, it was super downhill. I kind of my quads were tight, and I should have kind of stretched them, or I just kind of got sloppy, and I probably took a wrong weird step and kind of pinged, and I knew something was wrong. Right. So that kind of sucked because I that was the point where I was actually feeling really good and running really well. And you only had you know you only had about 30 miles left, right? Roughly three miles to go. (laughs) But the point of that whole thing was is like I was getting really frustrated because. I, got, I went seven miles. Yeah. Like, this map is wrong. Like right. I got pissed. Like 
this is absolutely wrong. But it's not wrong. It's just your mind. You're, uh, you're all screwed up. the space and, and distance yeah. is Well, I mean, I do that all the time coming to finish a race when it's like, oh, four miles of the finish from the last aid station. You're right. running. Like, geez, it's been four miles. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. But it hasn't. It's the same oh, thing. It's the same thing, but it happens over and over and over again. And you, you, you're not smart enough to say, you know what, just step back. You're wrong. Right. You, yeah. So that that happened going into there, and I, and uh, so I picked up Brian, and it's a big climb out of there. And obviously, I, right when I started to climb, I knew I was kind of s- screwed. So we made that big climb. Just it was thankfully the last maybe almost 18 miles were pretty flat, so I could kind of shuffle and run right the flat stuff. So that was fortunate, but it wasn't how I envisioned finishing yeah. it because. Prior to that, I actually felt really good. And I thought, because the last maybe almost, is almost a half marathon on the road to finish. Oh, it's kind of yeah. like legit road? Yeah. Like the black well, pavement with rocks. It was, yeah. it was uh, you had dirt road? Like dirt road for a little bit of it, but there's a pretty significant, maybe nine miles on the road at the end. Oh. So, but, but in my yeah. mind, I'm like, before that happened, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, shit, like, half marathon, let's, let's do let's, it. Let's crush this. Yeah, and then it's like, god damn it, like, I'm I gonna can't walk. really run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I didn't know I had to finish on the road. That just makes me cringe. I didn't even run. Yeah. I'm just a mental You're block. out now, right? That, yeah, that I was, was, on, I was on the you fence. Were, <laughs> you were so in until that point. <laughs> now well, he's out. Well, I was waiting for my loan officer to get back to me <laughs> right. about my entry fee. You're going to do that second mortgage, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're like do, you need a, do you need an RV loan? The, I'm like, yeah, no, I need a race loan. Do the adjustable mortgage interest rate. I think that'll work out. Yeah, and I'm like, now I'm going to have to call her and say, you know what, Let's don't run a hard credit check. Man. So... Coming across the finish, oh, God, being your yeah. first 200, what what was that like? I mean, the well, culmination of so much. Really, 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 really slowly. Um, I saw the I saw God, the video. I, I I probably I I absolutely threw a fit like I'm a half a mile from the finish, and and it was the same thing with the mileage. I'm like, this isn't this is wrong. I, I should, I'm done. I don't have a half mile to go. We missed the turn. turn. I don't have a half mile to go. That's only the only one of two times where I kind of lost it. The other one was on Debbie. So Jeremy actually worked out for him. I was well. If you lose it a half mile to finish, you know that's that's yeah. So that mean that it was just more of a frustrating thing that you know your quads messed up and right. It's not how you thought you'd be able to finish it. Um, But yeah, they have you go around a track, and you know I walked it because I'm like, do you really? I really have to go around this track? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it'd be kind of cool, but like, it'd be cool, but like, there's nobody within me, like. The last guy finished 20 minutes before me. The other guy's 30 minutes. Behind. There's no race here, right? Like I'm not. There's no like dead sprint. At least you didn't have to do like three laps. Yeah, right. like, oh, that would be to make the mileage work, full, right? You have to do a full mile on the track. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. So I, I have so many walk. people just quit. <laughs> this is it? Yeah, I'm done. No, so I yeah I walked around the track, but it's 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 a weird feeling. It's it was. Uh, it's, it's an emotional thing. It was it was fun, you know. I, I it's hard to describe because you're out there for so long and it, everything kind of just blends together. Like you don't even know what day it is at that point. No idea. What like day what is. day of the week? Nope. What number day? <laughs> nothing. Nope. Everything's just based off of mileage. Yep. And you you've been out there for that long. You just know that you've seen three sunrises and mm-hmm. everything kind of blended together. It, gotcha. It's a cool feeling. I mean, it's, it's, cool. It's, it's fun. You just know that I'm 206 miles away from Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> or Saturday or whatever day it started. Because yeah. so, I, I read a write-up you did. It's been a while because 
It's Correct. been two months almost, so I don't right. remember everything. But you, in that, I think you discussed how it was kind of the feeling you had. Um, well, I, I'm trying to find the words because it's been so long since I read it, but it was like, I don't know, like, emo- not emotional, but like the experience was yeah, something you never felt before. No, I, I, it's hard to describe, you know, talking to people afterwards. I just don't know how to put it into words, really, but it's one of those things where it's it's a feeling or like a process that you go through that I and that's why I would do it again. I I want to feel that again. Oh, I, I want to feel. I want to get into that kind of that motion to where like everything you're out there for a long time and nothing matters. Like you you, you don't have anything to think about. Other than no that. emails. No, you just no hashtags. No hashtags. Oh, no uh, no bills. Insta dicks or whatever. Instagrams. Yeah. <laughs> Insta kitties. Or Snapchats. Yeah. <laughs> but you're. It's just cool. You you have nothing to do or think about. Nothing matters other than you just moving forward. It, it's a cool feeling that I, and that's why I would do it again. I want to feel that again. Hmm. Wow, it's a pretty poor description of what that is. Right. But, um, but is that feeling elevated because the distance, because of the effort, because of those two things combined together? Probably. Yeah. yeah it's just. It's so you want to get back out there and try to replicate that? I do. Test that theory. Yeah, and I, I, I on the Tahoe course, I would say I, I would most likely I'll do. I'm not going to do it next year because I don't. Have, I, I can't take another mortgage out. You got to pay um, this one off. Yeah, I got to pay this second high. mortgage. <laughs> interest rates are going up. <laughs> they are. Uh, I um, so the plan is hopefully not this year but next year. I do Tahoe. Twenty 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 twenty. Yeah, and that's more than twenty twenty two for Moab. Moab. And then that's, that's the triple the, crown over see. six years. Yeah, right. so yeah that's more of a logical covered. way to do it. Pay it off before you buy a new right. one. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Way smart ways to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Housing market will crash, but no. <laughs> um, and I would do Tahoe just because I would love to do Bigfoot again because I think that is more like your course. Your course. Your jam. Yeah. Um, but it's weird to come, it's sad to come back to it. But cost wise, I think it would be easier to do Tahoe. Tahoe. Like Travel. To drive. It's closer. And, yeah, closer. Easier the crew. Jump in the lake Way right easier after. to crew, yeah. apparently. Like, you get cell phone service. Not that it matters, but True. you'd be no. able to, from what I've heard, basically. Facebook Live. Super halfway easy through. Facebook yeah. Live. Yeah, we live it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, let's do that a little bit more. more. That'd be easy. Upload video. It's only two, yeah, two years in the making. We'll figure, figure out some good things. Oh, by then, we're going to have all kinds of technology. Drone, drones, <laughs> the drone that follows you to right. show you making your pine bed, right? Little spoon, It'll big spoon. Yeah. Someone can like talk to you through it. Hey, wake up! Right, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> talk to you through that. So, with with that one, after the race was over, what did you do? I mean, did, did you go to the Pearl Jam concert? So Pearl Jam was before. So oh, that oh, yeah. Was, uh, so Jack, Jack White. White. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Jack, Jack White. For some reason, we thought Pearl Jam was after. No, after. no. We for. Ever, we were like, why is he doing that? He's yeah. going to totally mess up the experience. Yeah. I, Jack White after is fine. Yeah. Cause and we so did sad. not go. So, the, <laughs> the spoiler alert. Um, and we could have. So, I but, finished way late. But you could have made it. It's my fault, I think. I'll, I'll take blame. So, we had like a, uh, like a VRBO type thing. Mm-hmm. So, basically, long story short, we got there in Seattle and we didn't ha- they we emailed them before you know during that that day and we couldn't get a code we couldn't get into our room oh so, so you it didn't took like an hour and a half to like try to work that out we ended right. up staying at a different hotel oh, so we got yeah. it was just we would have been late to the show yes right. but we were st- we still would have gone well I went to Jack White while you were gone you did right before. Yeah, yeah it was you good suck ass it was good 
<laughs> but I thought of you right. a little bit. Not yeah, a lot. Don't tell Brand. She's, yeah, she's not happy about that I'll one. I'll tell her after the show. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we missed that one. You missed that one. So what was what was after the race? What was, like, the next week like? What was kind of that process? Were you just eating everything in sight? Did you have a problem, have a hard time sleeping, getting back to a normal pattern? What would um, that work out? So first night was in Seattle, yes. Yeah, so we, uh, we had two nights in Seattle after that. Um, so the first night we just kind of crashed. Debbie flew out. So it was Jeremy, myself, and Brian for the second, like the last night in Seattle. So we went out and got pretty, we drank heavily, so that was fun. <laughs> and we flew back, and I would say that going back to work, it's just my feet were Killing you. Right. So I kind of so kind of embarrassing. Like I'd never, you know, kind of just... <laughs> Using was, the walker, yeah, at your young age, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, a little cart, little golf cart. Normally, <laughs> I'm able to like fly under the radar where like nobody knows that I did anything, and right. no one says anything, so it's good. Yeah, but yeah, I was moving pretty slow. Like, do you guys go riding horses this weekend? Right, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little rodeo. Yeah, we had a big ride. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't do much, and you know, I, I don't think for the month of, you know, we had Leo, so I, I don't think I ran a step really for. Other than, you know, to hike a little bit with him, maybe for four weeks. Not because I couldn't, I just didn't, didn't feel like it. But as far as your body goes, did you feel like you were sluggish? Did you feel Very sleep patterns or did you kind of get back to normal? Just you felt off. Sleep patterns were okay. Um, you just feel off. And I still feel, I feel off when I run still, like today. Like mm-hmm. I ran, I went up Malins yesterday and I, it's just, I'm not normally this, like my legs don't normally feel this heavy. It's mm-hmm. because you're, you're expecting to go fast again? Maybe. Maybe you have yeah. you have a new pace. That's true. You might big be Bigfoot big pace. That's true. You might be locked in now. Yeah. yeah. Bigfoot 200 pace. Yeah, it's like, that's true. once that's you go Bigfoot, you don't go back. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah, that's what I've heard that, <laughs> yeah. you know, from a few Bigfoot sites. But, um, so, he is real. So with saying that, did you have any weird encounters in the woods because it's so remote? No, unfortunately not. Um, normal, uh, I would say hallucinations, but... Normal things where your mind convinces you that something's real, it's not, or tries to. Like you'll see people, or you'll see a tree that looks like a tree that something. looks like ah, oh, it's the aid station because that's a tent, and it's obviously not. <laughs> so, but nothing to where like um, you're throwing poles off a cliff, and right, um, nothing to where it was bad enough to where I actually believed it. Yeah, you know? every time it's like yeah, it's not real. So it wasn't too bad. As far as that goes, not not too different than 100. But overall, sounds like your experience was more. Was it? Just, would you say it was more than you expected on a absolutely. on a just surreal standpoint? Yeah, like absolutely. You could, I don't know because doing a 200 again. We talked about this leading up to it. You don't know what to get in for. You can talk to people that have done it, but you you did that. So you talked to people. You did it yourself. Was it even close? Um, no, I, it was it was way better than I thought. I thought it'd be just kind of a. 100 times two. Like we did the math a couple of times. Yeah, we did. A few shows ago. Um, but it's not. It's, it's it's easily the best race experience I've ever had. It's not even close. Wow. Um, and I, you know, it wasn't really racing much. It was just... just uh, so. So, so saying that, I know you've done a race since, right? You did. You were... Is that we the same? Did, yeah. Almost, I mean, yeah. what's what's... What's the mindset going to another race now that this bar has been set with how you felt of a race? Like, if you do another race, I'm assuming, does that concern you at all? Like, is it going to be worth running another race, or should I just adventure run? Or I think I'm 
Yeah, I'll have to do other races for different reasons. Okay. So, um, and different races appeal to me for different, different reasons. reasons. So I like um, I'll run Buffalo Run next year, and that's just because I want to get a time. Is that I know you're doing the hundred. So you're doing the Buffalo sub eighteen for the Buffalo Run hundred. For some reason, that is like I know it really die. bothers me. You're gonna die trying. I know <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's I, like, I admire that. Um, so I think it's more of um, doing different races for other reasons. Gotcha. And I know that this these things exist. Yeah. And I know that I know how it goes, kind of, and I know that feeling. And I'm if I never did it again, I'd be happy because it was it was incredible. But I, I want to do it again. So saying that, you're getting ready. You've you've registered for the Bigfoot twenty or the Tahoe twenty twenty. What would you do differently training than you did this time around? Ooh. That's a good uh, good question. Well, Tahoe, I think, from what I understand, is a pretty is a different course, so it's a, it's faster, so more runnable. So you do more speed work, yeah, <laughs> which is like not like incredibly slow, but like really slow. Um, I would try to, I'd probably beat your feet up somehow. Yeah, tenderize them. I think walk on Legos I and go for a run. Yeah, Legos. Oh I still gosh. don't think I, I did enough like time on my feet. Okay. I guess. Right. You think I mean, that that's the only thing I can think of that would be... Use your poles a little bit more going into it. Yeah, that would have been very helpful. Yeah. What about, like, your pack? Did you ever have your pack race weight when you were training? Would that, that times, make a difference? But I think that would have helped, yeah. So um, there's some small tweaks, yeah. but nothing that's glaring going, man, if, if I do this, then... No, eat more cheeseburgers to yeah. get that digestive Absolutely. system. Like, yeah. Take them with you while you're training. Oh, there you go. Right? Wrap them up in foil. Yeah. Um, yeah, those couple of things, I think, would, would help. But I do think I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm not smart when it comes to this. I think I think probably the more times you do it, the more your body may get used to it. I don't know. Cause I don't know how you're gonna combat. Like I don't have the time or the lifestyle to be able to go out for a 40-hour run. Right. So I don't know how your feet can totally adapt to other that. Than just yeah. doing a, another one. But well, okay. you might not like this, but you can get those little toe thingies, those little Vibram five-finger things. Oh, my God. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I hate the, the shit out of my feet. You could do that. <laughs> and just walk around normally, like That's go to true. Farmer's Market you could be and that go guy. to the mall. That's true. You could totally be that mall guy. Mall walk and during the winter. Is, yeah. It is born to run. Yeah. We, yeah. And then the next step is just barefoot. That's true. It's getting back to our roots. And then by the time you put your hokas on... <laughs> You know, you're like, <laughs> you I know, I know, I was born to run without right. shoes. Like that's how I was but brought into the world. But born to zero drop. I yeah. Think. So yeah. if you're born without shoes, and you should train without shoes, right? Right. And then you put on like the biggest stack hoka. That's just cheating at that point. Yeah. You like it pretty much is. Put a pillow on your foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is this supposed to be like, like this is heaven? Yeah. yeah. For that's all 206 miles. And that's all me and Joel like to do. We like to help people. Mm-hmm. Right. So we come up with these ideas for people to exactly. try, and sometimes we get feedback. Yeah. Sometimes we get hate mail or burning <laughs> turds on our doorstep. There's some feedback, yeah. Some sort of feedback happens. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you are planning at it to do another one though. Yes. So you're not off them. You you want to do another one. Yeah, and I, I mean, the reason why I'm, like, next year is just it's just it's the money thing, and it's it's a, it's a lot of it's a commitment, and yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to really. It is. It's not. I uh, you know people can do whatever they want. People have their own lives and their own priorities. I, I don't. For me, I don't think it'd be fair to do that again next year to take all that time and monopolize 
A whole week. Well, it's a, whole, a whole week, and then all the training where I'm... Well, it's vacation time for right. other stuff. It's all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and the recovery. All the podcasts you have to get on beforeforehand. Right. I mean, that, that really, time. the time was the podcasting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was almost <laughs> as long as the race. Yeah. Well, I personally think the podcasting helped because eight we... Eight hours of podcasting. We yeah. kept bringing questions to you right. and asking questions that you weren't aware yet. So I think you we helped, helped you. Absolutely I helped. I think we helped educate you. Right. Yeah. And the, the listener questions we had were amazing. They were. So I think that helped. Surprised me how many there were. So yeah. I still yeah, have Eric that. from Ogden was a lot, too, though. Yeah, he had, uh, do you like big butts and cannot lie? I've got the list right in front of me. Right. Um, Eric, Eric is, has been submitting some stuff Eric. to Penthouse lately. Eric. <laughs> dear, dear, dear Penthouse. Eric with an E. Um, yeah, there's some good ones yeah. on here. Um, so yeah, twenty. Questions. I'm hoping my selfish, uh, selfishly, I'm hoping that I, we've convinced Jeremy to run Tahoe, so I can like help him next year. Next year, yeah. So let me ask that's, you this: Would you do a hundred mile race before Tahoe in 2020? Would that be something it, that would help? It might help. I mean, as much as I like, leave yeah, your car at the I, like, start. Well, that. Maybe you can do like 150 miles on the island type of thing, so you have time on your feet. I think it'd be easier for me to get time on my feet that could replicate Tahoe. Yeah. Then, sure. then Bigfoot. Okay, yeah. so yeah. without me looking at the course, what are the biggest differences between Tahoe and Bigfoot? You're already saying Bigfoot's technical. Tahoe's not as technical, not as much vert. What's not the as difference? much vert, um, not as technical. If you, if you look at the, the finishing times, they're, they're way faster, faster yeah. for Tahoe. Okay. Because um, I think, shoot, what would they, they run this year? I mean, it was a big course record. 40s, but it, was, right? it was just under 50 hours, yeah. wasn't it? I think it was 48, 49. Something, something like insane. Yeah. Um, so then you've got, the uh, what was the Bigfoot record? Fifty six, right? Yeah, fifty. So, and that that Jason was a Kinsella. Yeah, fifty five forty nine. Yeah, I think he was a Trans America oh, type record. I forget I was, was some long distance guy. So uh, yeah, I just think um, as much as I would, I like the Bigfoot style of course, and I'd, I'd rather do that. Um, a little bit more flat and a little bit more running is probably better for me. Right. So do you think that would change in your mindset when you're out at Tahoe? Would that Make you think differently, like oh, I don't enjoy this as much. It's not as pretty. Would your mind be, you know, it's like, oh, this of course sucks, you know, um, or, or compared to what's something you're, your your sweet spot. I thought of that, um, you know, afterwards, because after I finished, I thought I, I, I'd even do Moab. I don't even care. Well, um, uh, you were really hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you were as high as but, a kite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. across that finish line. <laughs> not across the finish line. Maybe a couple of days later. Yeah, uh. I came across the finish line. It was like a just beaten, like sad person. Right. Um, puppy. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> um, and it sounds weird, maybe because I don't wouldn't appreciate it, but I, I think at some point, like for so many hours, I, you only really. You only really notice, at least for me, like notice like vividly the changes in night and day. So like the, you only re- recognize you're in a five foot bubble. I mean, Everything else a five foot is not even there. True. You you do see it, but it's it's what you really notice is 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 the transition from night to day or day to night. So I don't think it'd be. I think a sunrise at Tahoe would be pretty sweet. Probably Just like a sunrise in the desert would be pretty sweet. So I don't think after a day or so. It, it really matters. Like yeah. I don't want to be on a track, but well, there's sunrises know. on the track. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. It's hard to describe. But I think, um, hmm. I think the terrain. Maybe you know, I've been on the Tahoe 100 course. Is there much road on the Tahoe 200? I don't know. I don't I think there's asphalt. So. I'll run that then. Yeah. Yeah, Bigfoot's got road. I'm right. Out. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're out. out. Tahoe, yeah. I'll do 200. Right. 
Yeah. 2021. 2025. Right. That's all yeah. I'm looking at right now. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my retirement. Wait till they you know, iron all the kinks. Yeah, once they yeah. get it worked out. Iron all the kinks out. <laughs> once they got it dialed in, I'll, I'll yeah. do that. Give it yeah. 10, 15 years. They'll get it. Yeah, by 2025, there's going to be like 1,000 <laughs> miles stage race across states or something yeah. by yeah. then. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it's more intriguing to me than it's ever been, and I think some of it is hearing stories. Like when you're talking yeah. about how you finished, and I read your your write up on it. That was super moving. Like I was like, wow, that's super cool. But then I came back to reality and went, oh wait a minute, that was 200 miles. Uh, yeah. Like if that was 50 way. miles, right. and you got that feeling, I'm like, I'd do that <laughs> you're tomorrow. In, you're there. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like where do we where do we do that? <laughs> we do it this weekend. Let's do it. Yeah. And I know they got smaller courses up there. Yeah. Do they? Oh, that's going to ask. Do they have that? Because they have the Bigfoot 150K is that the same weekend. Yes. Okay. Um, I would say um, the first little bit, I, w- I saw a couple hundred Kers. So they, it's not a, I don't know how the course went, but there's a hundred K, um, 50, 50 mile. mile maybe, yeah. and then a couple shorter distances. Oh, okay. There's a lot of runners out there, but we didn't, we saw, f- I mean, I saw a few hundred K people. Right. So no 50 Ks got mixed up and ran 200 miles on accident. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took it, a wrong turn. Yeah. Yeah. A couple rough hundred Ks. Wait, so the, were the, the hundred were the like half marathoners and fifty milers? Were they at the end of the course or the beginning of the course? Beginning. Okay. Yeah. So they were at the end. They'd be yeah, really annoying. They got the uh, oh, yeah. Mount St. Helens like oh the, that that loop. Yeah, it was around. super cool. I mean, right. Awesome. Like, Were you ever in fear that thing was just gonna like totally annihilate you? Smoking a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It looked cool though. I'd never been up there. It's 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 pretty cool. I've done some tree jumping up there in college. That's yeah. right. I remember that story. Smoke jumping. Tree You're jumping. Smoke jumper? No, no, this is a different type so of So I was from Utah, right? <laughs> yes, and I'm, I are. went to college in Portland, and some buddies are like, hey, man, <laughs> let's go story. to Mount St. Helens camping. I'm like, hell yeah, I've never been there. And I was from Utah. I'm like, let's do it. So we drove up to St. Helens. We got there that night. We, uh, you know, had some uh, some hoppy drink. I think ah. it's beer is what they called it. Alcohol. And they're like, hey, make, oh, and they said, make sure you wear long sleeve shirt and pants. And yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know if I own pants, but I'll find some, right? Right. We go up there. These guys were running down the mountain, and they would jump like off rocks or something, and grab the top of pine trees. It's called parkour. That's not parkour. We, <laughs> no. They called it tree this jumping. Was par- this was like the original parkour. And they would you'd hit the top of this pine tree and kind of bend over and then kind of stand you back up, and then you just kind of figure your way down. Wow. And I did that twice. Just like running like down the hill and then jump the log road and then jumping on the, the trees right below the road, but on wow. top of them. Yeah. And I did it twice because that work? not well. Ah. So I was from Utah. We don't do that here. No. We don't have trees like that. Yeah. And no. so the first time I did it was kind of okay, but right. I had tree sap everywhere. Yeah. The second time I did it, there was a little tree nubbin, nubbin branch, and you're uh, bear hugging these trees, and you just went right into it with the you know, package. twig and berry just, wow. wow. So I was done. Okay. I was did twice. <laughs> And then we had way too much to drink, trying to well, drink the to. pain away. Right. And we woke you up the next morning and deer hunters were coming by. So it was deer hunting season, which we didn't know. Perfect. And we we're just like in, right in the middle of the deer hunt, just laying down. So it was bad news. Yeah. So, yeah, Mount St. Yeah. Helens is cool. Pretty cool I didn't spot. have that same experience with Mount St. Helens. But you should Maybe not try it. In, next time you do it, they're going to have that section. Right. Of course, we got to do some tree, tree jumping. jumping. Tree jumping. That's what they call yeah. it, tree jumping. Wow. So, and, uh, yeah, one guy was from Wyoming. I don't know that made a difference. <laughs> He did some different stuff. Has he done stuff. that before, I guess? I, yeah, he's the one that taught yeah. us how to do it. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. He, Yeah, it was, it was nutty. So, yeah, so you're doing another one. That's what's going to be my big question. Right. And so you, that's yeah, exciting. I was, yeah, I, I spoiled that early. So yeah. is Jeremy going to do that next year, you think? I don't know. I think... Uh, Depends on how many tattoos I he does like on the side. I feel like he's 60% sold. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Um, I think between the two of you, you're going to give him enough 
tattoo money that helps pay for that so. easily. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's what you I really want to do it because I just want to. I just that experience on the yeah. backside. So how did your? Um, we haven't talked to really your pacers. What was their? Did they just love it? I mean, I, I from what they've talked to you about, they you haven't know, sworn you off yet. No, they no, still talk to you. And if you know, if you've talked to Jeremy before, if you know him at all, he's. And he had a previous experience with yeah. Tahoe the first year with with Bob. Yeah. So, I th- you know, I think a little bit of the, the price thing really it, it gets under his skin. So right? let's hit that real quick. Yeah. The price um, entry fee is seven hundred ninety five dollars to eleven. This was I think last year's right. seven ninety five to eleven hundred and fifty. So it just depends on when you. Yeah, I think it's right. the same same. Do they put it on for this? That's just yeah, so entry it, fee. That doesn't yes. Yeah, account that's not for travel, vacation, yeah, hotel. The, yeah. Yeah. So eight hundred bucks essentially if you yes. register early. Um, so with that said, that's he's an got iPhone. That, yes, isn't that sad? Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that said, he, I think he was going into it. He looking for, he wanted to find something that was can point to say, hey, it's, this is not worth this money. This is why you screwed this up. And I mean, you can talk to them that, that they didn't screw anything up, and and the aid stations were amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is. Everything is what you would expect. If if you got anything less than that, you might not think it's worth that money, or say, why would they charge that much? But it's but it's hard do, to find see, fault in, right? in anything they really do. Right. Um, um, it's just really professionally done, and the amount of people that she needs to get oh, and yeah. pay and, mm-hmm. and coordinate and all the you know permits and things. You know, I mean, a normal hundred now is probably what almost three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends so on just the say just say double it. That's what people always you know, say. Like, Six hundred well, more than double, but so, there's a lot more that goes into that. Yeah, I mean, a hundred miler is like we talk about cutoffs thirty six hours. One hundred five hours. Yeah, so it's a little bit different she, on top and of she, that. I think she makes it long enough to where I think she wants people to finish. Yeah, yeah. And, it's a, and it's it's just a long time, and you've got to have people out there the whole time. Right. So, with that said, with as far as the Pacers go, I mean, I know that he. If he wants to do Tahoe afterwards, at least he's even thinking about it. He obviously enjoyed, enjoyed the experience. Yeah. So, so the hundred miles he was out there. So, well, I mean they're growing. You know, I mean the, this one sold out last year, which the year before I don't think it did. Yeah, so there's right. more people. I think it's selling out quicker. Um, that's crazy. It's just a whole new realm. I think they have like two fifty or something for Tahoe. Like do they? The, the so it's more bigger field. Yeah. Is the cutoff still the same? Hundred five or yes. something like that? Yep. yep. But it's a neat. "Quote unquote easier, easier course, of course. Yeah, yeah, to say that. Well, man, that's amazing. That's uh, I wish we'd have got to you earlier, just to why everything was fresh. But maybe you wouldn't remember it as much. Um, but <clears throat> thanks for letting us bug you for a couple months, tracking you up to it. You know, oh, Joel's yeah, no, doing some math no on his calculator. Doing well math. Yeah. What was your math? Share it with the crowd. That was at the kind of low end, be one hundred sixty thousand dollars for what? Bringing in for the race. So, like, for entry fees, you're yeah. bringing in 160k. Yeah. For Tahoe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe well, I I, I put the 200 runners, not 250 50. or whatever yeah. she yeah. had. Yeah. But I mean, I know she pays good chunk oh, yeah, of volunteers I'm, and. Oh yeah. She has to bring in that much money. Well, you have to. I yeah. mean, it's a job. Right. I mean, we see in uh, through yeah. social media, obviously, but we see how much time she puts into all this stuff. Yeah. And the aid stations are not cheap. And yeah. and we didn't talk about course markings, but they're yeah. phenomenal. Like, yeah. You you have to try to get lost. It's, and I don't know how you do that over 206 miles of marking a course. Yeah, and they have to do it like a week early. Yeah, and then yeah. they have to have somebody come in and clean it up afterwards, yeah. too. Yeah. So no, there's it, a lot of work that goes into them. Yeah. It's, it, it, was, it was a great experience. Did you meet her? Did you meet uh, Candace? I talked to her afterwards. Wait, yeah. is, she, is she tall? 
She's, she is tall. Okay. Well, I'm she's short, very short, but yeah, she's she's tall. She's like what five eight ish. Yeah, I would say so probably. Okay. Well, yeah. She she was nice. We've had this very very nice. Before. Yeah. Yep. Very we nice. We haven't met her yet. She's at the finish, so um, yeah. We want to get her on the podcast, but she just ran through like three other podcast interviews within the last month. And well, I, she set you know the Wonderland record here just recently. Just recently, and she yeah. said in December she's starting her own podcast. Oh wow! She said that, that. Yeah, she said she's been listening to us a little bit. Ah, I see. No, she really did say she's starting one. <laughs> I read that, and I'm like, man, everybody's doing one. That's why she yeah. didn't want to get on your so, show. She didn't want to. Well, we didn't ask yeah, her. I got you. So, but you we, can ask her. We want to. But she's you know she's busy. Give me like maybe four or five years because I'll you know I'll run these you know very slowly and eventually I'll get through them all. Maybe I can yeah talk can bend your ears yeah yeah. We'll just we'll just hit her up for after Moab. Hey, I know you're not busy now because you're done. No, she's got tons of races. In fact, I just looked at her race schedule. She posted it today. She's got a new one for next year, permit pending, that is on my friggin' radar. It's yeah. the uh, Leavenworth. They got a hundred, a fifty mile, and a fifty k. Leavenworth, Washington's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. that's where she lives. Right. But the town's awesome. Yeah. Looks like a little Swiss town, right? Yeah. And I think it's in August, so that one's pending permits. But nice. I'm like, man. And then there's that Tenaway up there that we yeah, talked that, about. That yeah, was that's like, really neat. Man, I am getting too You're old, too quick. So gonna move there, aren't you? Well, it makes sense. Right. It's the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it wouldn't make sense not to. It, that's the, right. exactly right. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. I mean, they've <laughs> got it. They've got it going on, as the kids say. Yeah. There. What's yes. the word? They're yoke. I is that, did I use that right? Yoke. It's yoke. I, I, is that? Dang it. Is that out? Are the kids still using that? Is that in? Yoke, and there's another one. I thought I that was remember. some sort of like a thing for like work horse animals. Like no, it's something Ooh. inside of an egg. I know that one. That's oh, all I got. Definition uh, can that's go yolk. Ways. There's some, oh, no. There, what's, egg? what's the new one? It, it's coming to me. It's yoke. It's, you guys have had to have heard it. It's, uh, does it rhyme yeah. with yoke? Dope? No, that's our old so one. Why? So I don't why? even know now. It's uh, oh, dang it! This because cool listeners, sure this is the best way to end this. Listeners show. are listening and they're going, "Oh my gosh, it's on!" And they know it, and they're like yeah. yelling through their speakers. Yes, that works. With an egg, I think. Yeah, I don't know what. It, oh, I almost had it again. It's like lit. <laughs> Low yoke lit. Are you lit? No, it's something like that though. Yeah. Damn, no, it's so lit. It's yeah. I'm gonna miss it, but it's it's pretty cool because I'm seeing it a lot on social media. I'm expecting that tell. text at 3 a.m. Right, oh, Ben. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> ben. Nope, that's not, not it. That. I'm just it's I'm just rapping. I'm just rap yeah. going through my Scrabble words right now through my head. Right. Um, but yeah, Thank thanks you. for thanks for letting us break down um, the show here and talk to you about the 200. First of all, congratulations because mm-hmm. not just the finish time, but finishing a race like that is. Right. Still something I can't comprehend. I'm many people that I talk to, as much as I read and see about it, I still it doesn't process in my head. Right. Right? It just doesn't. Especially when you see like the Bear one hundred this past weekend and people not finishing that one. I know mm-hmm. it's different races, you're going yeah. faster, blah blah blah, but still two hundred miles is is unbelievable. So No, I appreciate it. It was, it was fun talking to you. Yeah, so thanks very much and I hope everybody enjoyed the summer session here with Harrison. But uh, yeah, that's it. This is our final show with him this go around until twenty twenty. When he tackles the Tahoe 100. Um, yeah, man. Good job. You're yoked. You got two years off. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Thanks for listening to Trail Manners Podcast. This is Eric and Jillian Harrison, and we are out. Thank you for listening to Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Harrison Fluman for joining us today and all throughout this year on his way up to the Bigfoot 200. And we want to encourage everybody. That's everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com 
There you can check out our store page, which is pretty sparse. Or you can hit us up on the contact page let you know, let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. Go get it.